everyone, it's Michael Guyton, and welcome to a very special edition of Shoulda, Woulda, Coulda. I am so proud to announce that I have landed an exclusive one-on-one interview with your favorite celebrity, the dancing blue shirt guy. What? Can you imagine? He had time to sit down and chat with me about where he's been, where he's going, why the blue shirt, and what's next. So stay tuned. Set your DVRs if you're watching this on Hulu. That's not available on Hulu. Don't do that. Or you can look for it. That's what's next. This is our exclusive interview with the dancing blue shirt guy. Hey, everyone. It's Michael Gallion. And wow, what a journey it's been. I wanted to take a moment and reflect on where it all began that pivotal night that changed the rhythm of my life. It was a lukewarm evening in October in Tennessee. There was mist on the river and beer in my stomach. None of that's actually true, I don't think. But, you know, it was a a late night in October, and I just thought it was going to be another night of being me, right? Um, You know, UT chose me to join them that day, but... I went to the game as normal after we rehearsed, and I thought it was just going to be another fun night. Little did I know that that night would become a turning point, a moment that would resonate with so many of us. So the dance team, like I said, called me a week before and asked me if I would be willing to do this little skit. Um, I'm really good friends with Kelly, the dance coach, and she brought my name up thinking I would be a good fit for this skit that they have. A, I know how to dance. B, I have a little bit of a backstory in history with the dance team. And C, I look like a security guard. (laughs) I mean, look at this face. Does that look angry? You can't see it. Um, So (laughs) we rehearsed, we had about an hour after they sent me a video of this dance. So yes, I learned this whole dance off of a video in my kitchen, nervous as hell. And then we had about an hour, hour and a half together with the team to make this all happen. So walking into that stadium, holy moly, first off, I sat in the football in the stands and watched the first half of this game going, am I ready to do this? What's about to happen? You know, I'm making friends with all these people around and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing like a little skit. So I won't be here the second half of the game, blah, blah, blah. Little did I know, you know, they were going to know who I was in about an hour. So we walk down to the field. I get dressed into my blue shirt and I hang out in the cheerleading, the spirit locker room, which was childhood memory right there. Oh my gosh. Cause Again, another backstory, I applied to be uh, a cheerleader at Kentucky and at Tennessee. Chose Tennessee essentially and never auditioned to be a cheerleader, chickened out. But the fact that Kentucky and Tennessee cheerleaders were both in the same room and my old white guy, my body, is in that room with them. I was like, finally, 23 years later, it's all happening. So we walk out into this field and I have to pretend to be a security guard for the whole third quarter. You want to talk about nerve wracking, having self doubt, figuring out what have I done? Why didn't I go to the bathroom before I walked down here? 
am I going to remember the dance? Am I going to make a fool of myself? And then I just start watching the fans and I just start absorbing that energy, the spirit of Neyland stadium, you know, the chaos we were, it was a killer season already. We had just beat Alabama the week before we were killing Kentucky. It was a night game. Like everything was going so well. And I did not want to be that one thing. (laughs) And I remember just kind of zoning out. I was looking for a couple of my boss students in the crowd. Like I just needed an eye contact. I needed a familiar face. And, uh, and then I remembered the song coming on and not recognizing it. Like it was like, Oh, there's disturbia. And coach Kelly kind of winks at me like, this is it. Hello. And I, Oh God, we're on, we're action. We're action. Um, and then I'm going to just give you all the details of how it all went down. I remember there was one dude and we're just going to name him Tyler. He looked like a Tyler dark hair, your typical college kid. I remember him screaming at me, get the hell out of the way. What the effort, you know, cause it's all the student section and they're just very uh, protective of their, their dance team. And this douchebag is ruining their whole dance routine on one of the best nights in football history. I'm going to say, And I just remember just him like point blank. I remember his face and just screaming. And then I was like, okay, we need to, I want this to fast forward. I need this dance to happen. Come on. It feels like it's taking forever. And then as soon as I hit that first beat, holy moly, you all have heard it on social media. You've heard it on the news. You've heard it any which way, but you didn't hear it. You did not hear it. Wow. Yeah. The crowd well, I don't know. It, it It's one of those things. It was the loudest and the quietest thing I'd ever heard. Cause there's something about Neyland stadium. Obviously there's a hundred and some odd thousand people in it, but it was awkwardly quiet down there. It almost felt like, you know, when your ears haven't popped in a while and like you can hear how loud it is, but you can't. I remember that. And, uh, and thank God I did every dance move pretty, pretty spot on because if I would have gone viral for fucking it up, we would not be sitting here right now. Um, but yeah, once, you know, we did the routine, I lifted my arms and the chaos that, that ensued was the best drug. I don't think I've ever done any drugs. It was the best drug. I mean, it was just, it's what 10 year old me needed 20 year old me 30 and 40 year old me needed that, that energy boost for so many reasons, not just for my own, satisfaction, but knowing that I entertained that many people in a way that's not typically accepted, especially in these times, especially in the state of Tennessee, you know, I'll go ahead and say it. A white guy dancing at a football game probably isn't something people are going to cheer for every day, but the fact that everyone did. And I think one of my favorite memories of that night um, my friend Jordan, she was a former dance team girl and, and she was the one I invited on the field. And I just remember being that person. Will you record this? Cause I don't think anyone's going to record this dance. So will you stand on the sidelines and hold my, so most of the videos that you've watched is from my, my iPhone video from Jordan. And, you know, and we left the game right afterwards. Cause I was like, I'm on such a high, I can't sit back down and watch this game. So we left, we went downtown to get some dinner. Cause of course I had not eaten all day either. And I remember sitting in the car and she showed me the video for the first time. And that's when I knew something special was happening because I watched the background 
and I just saw the people going nuts. And I went, when I heard that cheer, that I just, I was like, you have to leave this car because <laughs> I need a moment. And, uh, but I did not expect, so we can fast forward to the next day, I guess. Um, the dance team and I both agreed that we would launch the video at like 9am Sunday morning, not thinking about anything. I think we were just trying to be strategic and, and you know, do it in a way that felt like it had some type of intention, but we really didn't know. I just was like, I can't wait for my family to see this, whatever. But walking away that night with ESPN reposting it and it having 17 million views on one video and things that I didn't know that I needed to feed my soul. <laughs> and it sounds so arrogant and pompous and so influencer and arrogant, but I promise it's intended to feel like finally I've been accepted. So let's cut to a little bit later, a few days later, and everything is still going chaotically. You know, I'm doing news reports and all that. And people have asked this question, how did you get the name, the dancing blue shirt guy? And in my mind, it feels somewhat obvious, right? But in at Tennessee, all of the security, the event staff, whatever the ushers, they all wear that blue shirt. So I assume everyone knows that, um, that's what security guards look like. But essentially at tagline or the name dancing blue shirt guy came from one interview inside edition. <laughs> and it, I think their, their report started with what, who's that, who's that dancing blue shirt guy. And there's something about that rhythm that just got me because I think we toyed with like dancing security guard. There's a lot of those, you know, dancing blue security guard, but the something with the dancing blue shirt guy, that's how it all came, honestly. And funny enough, dumb enough, my shoulda, woulda, coulda, honestly, is I didn't accept that. I didn't embrace that for a long time. Didn't change my Instagram until probably the new year. Like, didn't even think that was an option. Didn't think I needed to. I thought MYKOL2227 was going to be the trending name. <laughs> so it took me a while and I'm, you know, maybe that's something, something to explore of why it took me a while to embrace that when I obviously was from the surface, but yeah, the dancing blue shirt guy was born October 29th at nine 21. So 10 29 at nine 21. You're welcome. The blue shirt guy was born. So I have to take a moment and thank all of you all whether you followed me before blue shirt since blue shirt or because of blue shirt, I have to thank you, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, podcasting, Tiki talkies, whatever it is, or maybe you just follow me in dark alleys. I don't know what you do. I'm just glad you're following me. <laughs> if it wasn't for you, I would not be doing this. I wouldn't be doing anything that I'm doing to promote this joyful life that we all need. I would not have the book out I would not have the opportunities that I've had. So I'm no longer calling you followers. You're my family now. You're the one getting me through all of this. So as the dancing blue shirt guy, I hope you find a way to embrace your inner child and make that child happy. And I want you to dance like everybody's watching because one day they might be. A big thanks to our sponsors, Alchemy Cigar Lounge and Pride Socks. And let's be honest, I'm just the talent. 
they pay the bills. Be sure to check out our show notes for more information on these amazing brands. You can also head to my website, dancingblueshirtguy.com to connect with our sponsors, become a sponsor, or to find me on any of my social channels. Please feed my ego. Thanks for listening to Shoulda, Woulda, Coulda. I'm Michael Gallion, and it's an honor to share these stories with you. Shoulda, Woulda, Coulda is a Palm Tree Pod Coke production. The executive producer is Anthony Palmer. Our associate producer is Garrett Wright. Thanks to our digital team, Emily Miles and Caitlin Krings. Content for this episode is created by the one and only Michael Gallion. You're welcome.